just the look of the call makes you so giddy to be an American duck hunter. Bring the beat back. Chad Belling back at you. Chad's an OG, but his call calling game ain't got nothing on me. Get him, boys. That's a duck. Hey, in this room, it's so hot in here, maybe I'll start to believe it myself. Welcome to the foul life. We merely exist in a duck's world. We train, breathe, and live by the migration. All of that goes into this crazy life of a duck hunter. We're steadfast, unwavering, the last of a breed. It is our right to hunt. I still believe it's a privilege, too. We are the foul life with Chad Belding. Proudly brought to you by Benelli, Bandit, Yukonuba, and Traeger. It's so foul, like birds and stuff. What's up, everybody? The Foul Life Podcast is back, and guess who is back? The American Patriot, never complying. I'm joined at my campfire, my American campfire with the great Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent. Michigan madman, the Motor City madman, living in Texas at halftime now, just got off of his final tour. We get into that today. We talk about a little bit of politics, of course, and advocacy, and where is America going? Hunting rights, shooter rights, what just happened in the state of California with Governor Newsom signing the Bill 28 into law. We talk about Happy, who is Ted's dog. The sad times we just went through with Happy, but we're looking up now. And just everything that goes into this man's mentality and how he has been so courageous his entire career. It's not like he just woke up in his 70s and said, I'm going to become an American patriot. He's been saying the same thing since 1965. I've seen interviews way back since then. It is a pleasure and honor to be friends with Ted Nugent. He sent me a text right after this episode and said, one hell of an effort in podcasting to keep the course, Chad. He's a, a big fan of what we're doing. And he roots for us, and he is a huge mentor and inspiration to myself and our entire crew here at the Foul Life Podcast and the Foul Life TV. It's Ted Nugent, the Motor City Madman. You might even hear a little bit of him ripping and picking his guitar on this very episode right now. Before we get to the Motor City Madman and my Uncle Ted, we're going to take a few seconds to hear from some of our partners and sponsors. Just a short commercial break, but when we return, we're going to be joined by the great Mr. Ted Nugent. The Nuge is here. Starting in September, I go hunt every day till March. A lot of people say, you know, if you'd have just shut up about guns and hunting, and if you weren't anti-drug, you could have continued being a stadium sellout. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could have been. You know what? I won't be silent. Where the foul life with Chad Belding and the Whackmaster, Uncle Ted, will join us after the break. Safari Club International, first for hunters. That's not just a slogan. They're on Capitol Hill, lobbyists, lawyers, attorneys, fighting for hunters' rights across this world. I talk to the president and CEO, Laird Hamberlin, all the time, and it blows my mind to understand his traveling schedule as he represents Safari Club International in so many different facets. Meetings, organizations, banquets, you name it. Every single thing that this man is doing with his crew and team, Ben Cassidy, Chris LaCovicia, it is amazing to see the work being done behind the scenes by Safari Club International. And if you don't think that hunting rights need to be fought for, then you haven't watched the news. You haven't been well read. You haven't been paying attention. Get your head out of the sand and pay attention what's going on in our country, let alone the world right now. And Safari Club International is fighting for our rights every single day. So become a member, join them, attend a banquet, attend the national convention. Late January 2024, Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. The Safari Club International Convention will be back. It was bigger than better last year. 
and it's going to be bigger and better again this year. I'm telling you, we cannot take our hunting rights for granted. We need Safari Club International fighting for our rights behind the scenes every single day. So when you're watching that sunrise or your dog swim back with a mouthful of mallard feathers, watching those big honkers descend or that whitetail get underneath your tree stand, squirrel hunters, I don't care what you hunt, I don't care what species, and I don't care where. I don't care what tactic. Safari Club International is fighting for our rights. Get involved. Become a life member if you can. A yearly member for sure. And again, we are proud members, life members of Safari Club International. We truly believe in their message and their fight. And we are going to fight right alongside with them. Thank you, SCI First for Hunters. Looking for a high-quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and perform its best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level. The outdoor freedom war rages on America, and this week on The Foul Life, our major Chad Building will be briefed by the slickhead grilling colonel, Ted Nugent. The worst human being is some soulless piece of shit that says, hey, I'm not into politics. Bend over and let the left ramrod it up our ass. You gotta get involved. We have to battle, and we have an internal battle right now as hunters, fishermen, conservationists. They're trying to take our rights, our gun rights, our Second Amendment rights. What can I say? I freaking love this life. Today's Outdoor Op is made possible by Benelli, Avery Outdoors, American Almond Beef, Bandit, Federal Premium Black Cloud, Gator Coolers, The provider and safari club international the time has come for us to join chad building and the guitar picking buck killer mr ted nugent don't ever forget chad when you start a podcast never have a preview before you start the dialogue no i agree 100 percent. how are you doing well i've never been happier but i've never been sadder our country is in such a toxic toilet flush my dog happy is not well and we're kind of managing the emotion but my family is great i'm healthy the hunting season will be the greatest hunting season of my life it's already started my tour was the most musically invigorating and fun and stimulating and motivating and ferocious music i could ever dream of so i'm really really super happy and i'm really really heartbroken by uh, what has happened to our country and a few little, you know, family things. Uh, some of my buddies are not well, and uh, we lost Jimmy Buffett, and uh, Toby Keith is still not uh, out of the cancer hell yet. So, you know what I mean? Life is a series of super ups and, unfortunately, some super downs. So, I improvise, adapt, and overcome. So, ultimately, my prognosis is very positive no matter what. Have you heard any updates on Toby lately? I talked to him a couple weeks ago, but have you heard any updates lately? No, I, not not in the last couple of weeks. I try to text him back and forth without you know bothering him too much. Um, but that's a tough road to go. And he's a, such a great, great man on all counts that it's very difficult for his family and friends and certainly for Toby himself. But a lot of people are going through that right now, which is why I celebrate every day of my life in the media. And I'm proud to do a celebration with you, Chad. You You are in the asset column of the American dream and the human celebration. So uh, thank you for having me on. But 
That's why the hunting season is more important now than ever. It has always cleansed the soul. It has always provided sanctuary away from chaos and the negatives of life. But boy, do we need it now more than ever or what? Yeah, what about, um, well, let's start off with happy. Is the energy there or what's the current status of your pup right now? Well, I'll give you a rundown. Happy, with all due respect to all my hunting buddies out there that live for their hunting dogs, happy is the greatest hunting dog in the history of dogs. I mean, the guy, he just is so exuberant, so focused, no matter whether it's tracking a deer and killing one or or climbing a tree after a raccoon or a squirrel or fetching pheasants or doves or woodcock or grouse or rabbits or doves or geese. Or it, he's just an amazing dog on every imaginable hunt that you could dream of. But when I left on July 11th for the uh, Adios Mofo Rock and Roll Tour, um, he fetched a squirrel for me that day on Spirit Wild Ranch in Texas. And he did great. He wasn't 100%, but he was in the 90 percentile because he's 11-year-old Catahoula Blackmouth Cur. And he was uppity and frisky, and he bought me the squirrel. And uh, we went back to the house, cleaned the squirrel, and I got my stuff ready and hit the road that afternoon, uh, July 11th. Well, Shemaine joined me. And when she came home on her birthday on the 15th, she called hysterical, crying. He couldn't get up. He was laying there. And typically when we come home, they bark and yelp and howl and run in circles. They're so excited. And Sadie and Coco did that welcome home excitement. But Happy didn't even get up. And Shemaine thought he was dying because he was dying. Long story short, Chad, we reached out to our friends and people on social media, which are 90% wonderful friends, um, even though the Michael Moore fan club sometimes infiltrates those social media campfires, which, which is a bonus. But the prayers worked. And right now he was out with me this morning and he was eating. He retrieved the duck dummy at 20 yards, but if I threw it at 30 yards, he wouldn't make it back. So he's not capable of any exertion whatsoever. He retrieved a rabbit for me last week while well, he tried. I shot it at about 40 yards with the 22, and he he hustled to the rabbit, but as soon as he bit it and turned around, he wobbled, and I had to run over there and catch him. He hit the dirt. So he's not well, but he's alive, he's eating, and he's wagging his tail. So I just can't imagine he's going to go through the incredible energy frenzy of pheasants or grouse or woodcock or ducks or geese. I just don't think he can do it this year. Plus, Chad, since he falls down after a 5, 10 second exertion, I would never let him do a water retrieve because he could go down in the water. So these are, these are emotional times for us, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out a way for him to retrieve a dove or something close where I can keep my eye on him. And somehow at some point, even though I feel guilty even telling you this, I'll have Shemaine distract him one morning where he can't hear the shotgun go off because all our duck holes are close to the cabin here. And I'll take Coco and Sadie out and do a little duck hunting with them. And and Shemaine's going to have to distract Happy because it's a heartbreaking time when you know that dog was born to do this and he doesn't know that he can't do this. So he tries and exerts himself. And then he literally collapses. So it's a tough time. But the prayers work. He's still with us. We we were planning his burial a month ago. And I was reaching out to find a new hunting dog to my friends. I really thought he was uh, at the end. But again, this morning, he was frisky. He's laying down right here in the shop with me. And uh, we hope he'll live a long time. But he's not going to be the 
unbelievable hunting happy that he's been in the past, I'm afraid. And you know, that's a tough time for a dog lover. Yeah, I'm a dog lover. Do you have you ever, or do you think you could have the same feelings for a cat, Ted Nugent? (laughs) What a great question. (laughs) You know that I kill cats. You know, but I kill dogs too. I mean, a lot of people will hear me say this and go, I can't believe he kills cats. Well, come on. Feral cats and feral dogs are a scourge on the environment. There have been actual government, even though that was back when you might be able to trust the government, uh, programs to, you know, go after feral cats and feral dogs. But I've done it on my own property forever. So the answer is yes. My son Rocco got a kitty. For Easter one year, and I recommended we call it, we named it Pull. <laughs> but but uh, we didn't name it Pull. I was being silly because I don't want to hurt my children's pets. Uh, but M loved, his name was M because he had a, an M on his forehead. And M loved me. We would snuggle and he would sleep with me, literally sleep on my neck. <laughs> so yeah, I love dogs and cats and I love grizzly bears, but I would hunt a grizzly bear. I love deer but I eat deer. So I know it's a little bit different. And I love my French friends who eat horses. And I love my Vietnam friends who eat cats and dogs. So I'm not condemning the practice. I'm trying to be global tolerant here to uh, religious considerations and cultural considerations. But that's a long answer, which I'm really good at. Am I not good at a long answer? But yes, the answer is yes, I could love um, one of my children's pet cats as much as I love my dogs. Maybe not quite as much because I can't take a cat duck hunting. Though I have a funny feeling, Chad, in my house, I bet I could train a cat to retrieve because I did it to my German shepherd, Coco, and she's an awesome bird and duck hunter. Mr. Ted Nugent, there was a very good country band named Alabama who announced their farewell tour in about 1999, 2000, and they've probably played a half, probably 500 shows since. The great Motley Crue and Vince Neil went as far as signing a contract into uh, an agreement that said they will never tour again and told their fans this is the last one ever, and they have been on tour almost every year since that, which was probably 15 years ago. They were just out with Poison and Def Leppard. Your last tour in 2023 was called the Adios Mofor Tour, Gonzo Tour. Is this it or will you might go out on a special trip or a private event? That'll probably happen. But is this really the last Ted Nugent tour? You know, one thing about me is I'm not like those other guys in any way, shape or form. (laughs) Right. Um, No, I am 75 this year. And I probably even look tired. I got a haircut just for this podcast today. Um, my little gal, Emily in Concord, Michigan has a little beauty salon and Shemaine says, your hair looks raggedy. Would you cut it? And during the hunting season, I have to streamline because when I drag those deer out of the pucker brush, my hair always gets snagged in the vegetation. So I got a haircut just for you yesterday. My point being is that I did my last two shows in the wonderful, phenomenal spirit zone of the upper peninsula of Michigan at the casino in Harris, just outside of Escanaba in the moonlight last week. The two greatest shows of my life, Jason Hartless on drums, Johnny Big on bass and vocals. And these guys, my music, it's out of body. So it was a celebration of beyond martial arts music joy. That being said, I will never go on tour again. I will do gigs. I've already got some planned, but it will be a gig where I can be home that night. I'm not going on the road, hotels, even the two nights in the Upper Peninsula. We stayed at these beautiful suites at the casino, but hotel rooms are jail. 
what I've done this morning, what I've what I do every morning in my swamp, in my marsh, in my fen, in my forests, and the food plots, and the fixing the tractor, I sharpen the chainsaws, I fill the feeders, I go out and I cut down a whole big uh, lane of pucker brush to my buck knob this morning, just cutting down stuff. Lewis and Clark would not have sent Sacco Jawea where I was this morning. So I crave all that outdoor stuff. And when I'm in a hotel, it's jail. So I will not stay in a hotel. Well, it may be a special family event. Maybe I'll do a, a residency, but only if I can come home or maybe the dogs and Shemaine can be with me. That, But that wouldn't do it. I, when I'm on the road, I just crave. I hunt, I shoot. I just trained this morning with six magazines from my Glock 10 millimeter. I, I've been working outdoors all morning. I did the laundry. I vacuumed the shop. Um, I, my point is, is that I have a wonderful home life and hotels are cruel and unusual punishment. So this, no, I'm never going on tour ever again. I will do gigs, but I'll never go on tour. And the gigs will have to be very selective and very few. Do you think that the energy that you bring on the stage every night when you do those tours, is that is that something that you could do? You're set, you talk about how how you've li- lived a clean and sober <clears throat> sober life that a lot of rock gods like yourself, rock stars, did not live that type of life. Um, we've talked about guys like Slash or Duff McKagan that are now sober and probably sounding better than ever. How much of that will you miss? Besides the hotel room, though, like the audience, the fans, the meet and greets, the signing of the flags and the hats, I will not comply, all of the stuff that you do on a nightly basis, how much of that will be missing out of your heart and soul to not have it as you grab your guitar i don't know if you can hear i don't don't know if this technology will adequately deliver what i do but i also do this every day play my guitar every day. I got goosebumps right now because I've never played those licks before. <laughs> uh, so I've got a great band. What level of complexity was that riff, Ted? I have no idea. Um, you know, you can you can play really simple stuff. Um, I like you. And then you can speed them up and play all kinds of stuff. So it, it's always an adventure. Again, I, I, I've probably played variations of those licks, but every time I pick up the literally, Chad, when I pick up the guitar, you ain't even here. I'm not playing for you. I'm not playing the the guitar. My musical dreams have a life of their own, so I'll always play. I'm going to make another record. I got these killer instrumentals and some great songs. So the music is in me. It's the pulse equal to my conservation reasoning predator gifts. And that is a gift from God. 
that you can get into the outrageous firestorm of musical bombast, which is my favorite music, grind and grunt and excitement and high energy. And then I can sit in a tree for six hours and not move. <laughs> so what, what, a, what an outrageous extreme balance that represents, huh? I think it's an unbelievable balance. Um, but that the way that you play that guitar, you know, you could parlay that into your guns and your bows and the therapy that it provides you and all of those different aspects of your life. But you personally right now at your age can live without the energy of the crowd. You don't need that ever again. That audience blowing your mind with their cheering and how much they love what you've done for rock and roll and, and your lifestyle. Those elements are immeasurable in their meaning their appreciation, their impact. But let me give it to you on a level that everybody listening to the chat building will understand. When I first met Shemaine, I would come in from my daily bow hunt. I bow hunt every day. Starting in September, I bow hunt every day till March. And maybe a super storm, if there's a nasty monsoon, I won't bow hunt, but I'll go in a duck blind. So I hunt every day. And when I come home with the bow and arrow, as, mo as all bow hunters will understand, most of the time, Seven, eight times out of ten, I don't kill nothing. I don't kill anything, but I come back, and Shemaine had never hunted, and she really didn't understand it, and I wasn't going to push it on her at all. I would explain conservation and carrying capacity of habitat and, and the population dynamics, what happens during the winter in preparation for next spring's production, and she grasped that immediately because she's smarter than any of us. But she still was a little too modern to just accept killing stuff. Now that was repaired, <laughs> that was fixed within a few weeks, but she would always comment, you know, you're, you're just sharing these thrills of the sandhill cranes cackling right past your tree stand and the, and the hawk that killed that rabbit and the doe and the fawn that were nursing just out of range and the buck that was doing a scrape, but you didn't get a shot. So you're not killing anything, but you're obviously having the time of your life. So we do have the time of our life when we're hunting, but we don't consummate it with a kill. We, we all, I think we all do. Well, I don't want to sound selfish, but I surround myself with these world-class musicians all through my life who I love and, and cherish, and they all know who they are, and I, I, my music would be jack squat without them because all my musicians have always put their heart and soul into every one of my musical ideas and dreams and, and songs and patterns and adventures and licks and orchestration. So it is my team that turns me on. And I do put everything I have into every concert I have, and I just go berserk because you can't play my music without going berserk you can't play it and just stand there you're gonna go through this tsunami of emotions and distortions and gyrations you're, you can't not groove to my groove so as i'm performing i do love the audiences more than more than i can adequately describe but i don't play music for that that is a response and a direct result of me and my band killing it. And we kill it for us. 
And if we kill it for our musical demands, I guarantee the audiences will love it because we all love music. And you can tell when a guy really goes for it. And when that guitar solo meets that crescendo and that guy's face is all distorted and you look, he look, we, us guitar players, if we're really killing it, if you threw a crowbar at us, we could probably bite it in half. We're so <laughs> intense into this crescendo. And it's like um, getting out before dawn and getting the decoys and getting the dogs relaxed. And you hear the, the actions of the shotguns you're loading, but it's too early to shoot. And the sun's not up and the wind is just right. The decoy spread is right. Your scouting is right. Those goosebumps with the first flock visible is what I get every song every night 6925 concerts that's what i did saturday night was my 6925 and i gotta tell you i was in a tree last night in fact i was in a no not last night last night i was in a ground blind a, a primo's double bull ground blind with shemaine for three hours we didn't kill anything but we saw a buck in the distance we had some does and fawns coming in eating the the corn stalks and the maple leaves um i'm in a ground blind with my wife there was no joe biden there was no Department of Justice that is against justice. There was no Dr. Fauci lying, scamming CDC genocidal devils. It was my wife, my soulmate, my hunting buddy in the spirit of the wild. So, yes, I cherish the support which manifests itself in ticket sales and record sales and and encores and dancing people and clenched fists and smiling and gyrating beautiful girls i crave all that i cherish all that but with i hope people can understand when i say what doesn't sound believable i don't need it i don't need that um i need to hear my guitar making me happy with jason on drums and johnny big on bass when we're happy we do these speakeasies through the winter in texas with John Kutz on drums and Johnny Big on bass and, and Calvin Ross from Lone Star Music and Chris Hadley and all these guys. We go to these clubs and just show up and start jamming. I'm as happy just jamming with those guys at a spontaneous Ted Nugent speakeasy here, there, and everywhere in Texas through the, through the winter as I am getting a million dollars at Cal Jam on March 18th, 1978. I mean, and quite honestly, uh, I deserve that because those are the tickets I sold. But it's about the music. It's just like it's not about the kill. It's about the hunt. It's about being in God's service in the outdoors. That's really the stewardship conservation drive in all of us. Yeah, we want to aim small and we want to kill them ducks and geese. We got to. We got to make room for next year's hatch. Um, so there's an intellectual, spiritual side to that. But I think we have a great day of field with our friends, even when the birds don't fly, don't we? Isn't it a great morning? You drink coffee and you bullshit and you have a, and you laugh and you tease each other for setting up all these decoys and nothing shows up. <laughs> it's kind of fun in its own way, isn't it? Oh yeah, I just experienced a couple of those days last week. I love it. I love every day in the woods, every day in the marsh, every day in the duck blind. I love, I love the idea of it. I love the anticipation. I love the execution. I love all the pieces of that puzzle. Is there any before we get off a of rock and roll? <clears throat> do you have any? professional musical regrets like i should have joined that band i shouldn't have went on the tv show the super group with the sebastian bach and and put like like i remember watching that i watched every episode i remember damn yankees and going to concerts and um 
but throughout the entire career, your messaging has stayed consistent in your personal life and conservation and Fred Bear and the flight of the arrow and, and spirit of the wild and the, and all of that stuff. But is there any professional regret that you have that could have set another path for you, or you probably might not be where you're at right now, but you would have been better off or has your life lived out the way that you envisioned it and that you always wanted only because I'm a critical thinker. Will I answer that thusly? <laughs> there are chapters where I compromised because of my team, and I wouldn't have that team if I didn't respect them and desire and demand their input. You understand? I don't hire a great drummer and just tell him what to do. I hire a great drummer and I give him the overview of my musical vision, then I let him be a great drummer and do his great drumming. You understand? It's like a gunsmith. We're reasonably knowledgeable about firearms. But when you have a killer gunsmith, you're not going to go in there and just demand what you exactly want. You're going to probably go, this is my, this is my goal. Uh, this is, it, 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 it stove pipes after a couple of magazines. Um, you're the great gunsmith. Make it perfect. I'll see you. Um, so the mistakes that I've made listening to people I shouldn't have and less than successful records were the result. I don't regret it because as we stumble in life, it fortifies us to reduce our stumbling, right? And in the moments where we made the beautiful, perfect human mistake, they're not beautiful and they're not perfect, but they are so human, you can't not make them. You don't, there's never been a human who didn't make mistakes. So as you develop intellectually, spiritually, respectfully, empathetically, compassionately, passionately, accountability-wise, you go, man, that, that, that decision was wrong. I got to be really cognizant of that to not repeat it. So I don't regret. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, if you'd have just shut up about guns and hunting, and if you weren't anti-drug, you could have continued being a stadium sellout. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could have been. You know what? I won't be silent. Everybody has told me, you shouldn't have been about guns, and you shouldn't have been on the board of the NRA, because a lot of the rock and roll fans won't buy stuff from guys on the board of the NRA. And I went, well, tough shit. Because the anti-gunners and the anti-freedom people have the megaphone, and if I get a chance at the megaphone, I'm going to trounce them with the truth about crime, the truth about guns, the truth about the founding fathers of the Second Amendment and the first. So I won't be silenced. And everybody in the industry has always said, you know, Ted, you could, you'd have still been a, a stadium sellout if you'd have just stuck with the uh, wang-dang, sweet poon-tang and the free-for-all stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You, 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 know what, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Chad? But you know what? I do. Not only don't I regret speaking up for those freedoms against the industry crap, I wish I'd have started earlier. And I, I was going to say been louder, but I couldn't have possibly have been any louder. I, I, there was never an interview or never a moment where I had a microphone or a TV camera where I didn't stand up against substance abuse, pro-Second Amendment, pro-self-defense, pro-conservation, pro-venison, pro-trapping. That People went nuts. Well, you can't promote trapping. That's really cruel. No, it's cruel not to trap.
If you want to be cruel to wildlife, by all means, ban trapping and let disease run rampant. You know, I mean, come on. So I knew the science and I knew the truth because I live it. I'm, I'm, I don't make my wildlife decisions in an office on a computer screen. I make it by wearing out lacrosse boots. I make, I make my wildlife decisions by living with the wildlife and watching the deer lick and groom and swap spit every few minutes of their lives when the DNR says that I can't move apples because it might cause them to swap spit. So I defy corruption, I defy dishonesty, and I've defied this leftist, Marxist, communist manifestation of Joe Devil Biden thing. I've fought it all my life, and I don't regret it one bit. You talking about um, being on the board of the NRA and, and getting your chance at the megaphone, Assembly Bill 28 was signed into law by the one and only the great Gavin Newsom. And, you know, I say that with a smile on my face. 11 percent more tax on ammunition and firearm sales in the state of California. This sounds and he called it the sin bill, the bill of sin. Like that is looking at every gun owner, every Second Amendment believer, every hunter, gatherer, conservationist, which there are a lot of them in the state of California. And now the Californians, last year they tried to take it away that a kid, you know, the youth hunt was going to be canceled because the, anybody under 18 couldn't be around firearms. Now they've done this to try to prevent people from buying more ammo and guns. And it was signed into office yesterday. And I just look at my my brothers and sisters in California and go, Wow, and you want to feel sorry for them, but the truth is, is that that's coming this way. Their their goal is to get it to spread eastward, and that's exactly what the guy Joe Biden that you said they're all in cahoots doing this stuff on a daily basis. And we could talk about bills that are being introduced all over the Senate, all over states, all over federal. But Ted Nugent, this is unbelievable that a man like Gavin Newsom with the swipe of his ballpoint pen could cause this much havoc on American citizens to defend their rights and put food on their tables. I often wonder why my friends in the U.S. Marshal Service don't tackle that bastard and arrest him, because here's the governor who has created the feces and needles, homelessness, violent crime explosion, unprecedented in the history of the United States. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who says you can't go out and eat and you have to wear a mask, goes out and eats and doesn't wear a mask, who says you can't carry a gun and you don't have Second Amendment rights and I'm going to, do, I'm going to infringe on them, violating his oath to the Constitution every few minutes. I can't believe he hasn't been arrested yet. I, I, I would reach out to the law enforcement in California and go, how, how can you people not arrest this guy? He is infringing on the Second Amendment. Those are all infringements, clear and present, irrefutable infringements that he took a vow not to do, and he's doing them publicly. And again, I'm going to repeat, Gavin Newsom has created the feces and needles hell zone all across San Francisco in the Democrat mayor-run cities, Los Angeles, uh, even up in Sacramento, you got more feces and needles than uh, it rivals San Francisco. This guy who has taxpayer machine gun toting armed guards who works for We the People is going to tell We the People who pays his salary 
and finances his armed security detail, this guy's going to tell his boss that they can't be secure. They don't have the right to self-defense. This isn't even Planet of the Apes anymore. It's Planet of the Rodents. Gavin Newsom is a rodent. This guy is a horrible, evil, corrupt, criminal, oath-violating felon, and he has single-handedly, along with the tradition of Democrats in California, destroyed this Garden of Eden known as California. Believe me, I have so many friends, vineyard operators and mechanics and gunsmiths and taxidermists and ranchers and farmers all across California. And I want to salute H.L. Richardson, the great senator, H.L. Richardson, who started Gun Owners of California and Sam Parodies. These guys are doing God's work in California. If it wasn't for the gun owners of California, there would be no Second Amendment. So the most important thing we can deliver here on your podcast, Chad, is that all our friends in California, because there's it's it's wall-to-wall shit kickers, working hard, playing hard, great conservative families all across California, especially up north. But even down in San Diego, even in LA and San Francisco, we still got some conservatives that are hanging in there. If you're not a member of the California Gun Owners Association, if you're not a member of the NRA and Gun Owners of America, then it's your fault. Because the enemy will only continue their scourge against freedom if conservatives and gun owners and the Second Amendment supporters fail to unite. And the best way is Gun Owners of California, Gun Owners of America, and the National Rifle Association still to this day. Uh, so that that's the bottom line, because those are clear and present infringements and, and people have to stand up. And the runaway, unprecedented explosion in violent crime, engineered recidivism under Governor Gavin Newsom is a scourge like never before in California. They arrest people who are on film after numerous arrests on film shooting at people with illegal guns, with illegal magazines, with illegal ammunition, and they drop the gun charges and let them out to do it again but they're going to give a goose hunter with more than three rounds in their gun more problems and more harassment than a guy who is a repeat offender by the engineered recidivism of the gavin newsom and the democrat and in many instances even republicans engineered recidivism violent crime explosion it's not a mystery why this is happening and good people better start standing up and i'd like to conclude the gun statement by saying everybody might want to write this down take a deep breath and let this sink in unarmed and helpless is unarmed and helpless what a foolish suicidal decision in the exploding engineered recidivism of the Joe Biden Democrat gangsters who have guaranteed victimization by repeat offenders every day all across this country. Would you consider yourself a conspiracy theorist, Ted Nugent? Not even close. No, that's a CIA token statement. The CIA created that after the the government killed uh, JFK. Uh, they can't, they literally, we found the, uh, the redacted documents, um, through the Freedom of Information Act. The CIA strategized and created the term conspiracy theorists 
to help them uh, with their lie that Lee Harvey Oswald fired those shots and killed JFK. And again, this isn't the silly guitar player's hunch. The documentation, the paper trail is for everybody to see if people would get their head out of their ass long enough. So no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. In fact, I'm a suspicious guy. I'm always suspicious of any claim. I'm suspicious of any authority. I'm suspicious of all media until I literally get the documentation that can be vetted and documented and the evidence to support a claim, a condition, an occurrence, then I adhere to it. I never guess. I never project hunches. For example, I mean, there's Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Who could be so brain dead as to believe anything from the Dr. Fauci, CDC, WHO, uh, FDA, USDA? Who could be so brain dead to believe anything from the bureaucracies of the U.S. government in this day and age. I mean, it's, and for those people who are a little aghast at me saying that, let me put it in your language for you. <laughs> There's a bunch of mindless numbnuts out there that believe all this nonsense, and I investigate before I ever make a decision. Powerful words from the brilliant Mr. Ted Nugent right there. All right, folks, we have to take a few seconds to hear from some of our partners and sponsors, get some coffee, and we'll return with Uncle Ted after these words from our partners. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Life Podcast. Join the merging of campfires and listen into the Foul Life's exclusive sit-down with Ted Nugent by streaming it on SoundCloud, iHeart, Spotify, thefowllife.com, or on your preferred streaming platform. Be bold, hunt hard, and rage on. Cuts like a knife. I think that was Brian Adams. Stay sharp. Sharp dressed man, that was Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top. Kershaw. Knives. They are all about staying sharp, staying safe. Getting that meat off the bone, getting those breasts off that breastplate of those Canada geese. Those specks with skin on, pluck a few feathers off, and then cut it out. Let the knife guide you. A little bit of pressure with your offhand, just slicing through it. A sharp knife is everything. There's so much more danger that comes with using a dull knife and not staying sharp. Kershaw supports the American hunter, the American fisher, the conservationist, the gatherer, the provider. Our recipes, every single one of our kitchen knives, hunting knives, fishing fillet knives are all Kershaw. We truly believe in the culture of Kershaw Knives and their messaging and they support brands like the Foul Life Podcast and the Foul Life TV. See them in action right now on brand new episodes of Benelli's The Foul Life airing right now exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. We try to show the knives in action every week on different episodes when we're taking that meat, that bounty of those ducks and geese from the field to the processing, to the Traeger, to the table eating that bounty, high-fiving maybe a little bit of Jack Daniels or red wine or a Bushlight beer. It doesn't matter. Stay safe out there and Enjoy it in moderation, but don't be afraid to celebrate the hunt. And also, always having a Kershaw knife in your blind bag and being ready for anything that might come, whether you got to cut some grass or cut some parachute cord or cut some salami in the blind. They make saws, they make fillets, they make folding knives, straight blade knives, pocket knives. Every single blade that comes out of the Kershaw factory is guaranteed to be the sharpest. It's an unbelievable experience. Thank you, Kershaw. Thank you, Dominic. There are family of knives right at Kershaw, the official knife and blade of the Foul Life Podcast and the Foul Life TV. Thank you all for supporting Kershaw Knives. We cook a lot and we like our wild game 
to be legit. Our recipes mean a lot to us, out of the box, unorthodox thinking, that provider mentality. We eat what we harvest, we eat what we catch. I love the organic lifestyle and nutrition and diet. We eat wild game seven days a week in one meal, sometimes two and three meals. My daughter, Alyssa, loves eating wild game. My nephew, Chase, all of our family has grown up and still lives on the value of sustainability. And Napa Valley olive oil is there for us. The Particelli family are hunters. They're fishermen, they're outdoorsmen, they're gatherers, they're providers. They are old Italian heritage that loves the outdoors. And this product, Napa Valley Olive Oil, located in the wine country of Napa, it's an amazing place. The store is amazing. The salamis, the cheeses, the fresh Italian meats, the sodas, the pastas, all of the different anchovies, everything that you need to do to be a complete outdoor chef. And even if you're cooking domestically, Napa Valley Olive Oil is bottled old school style. The brand is amazing. The flavor is amazing. The culture of Napa Valley Olive Oil, the friendship we have with Ray Ray and Dante and Jules and Stefano and the entire family, the entire Particelli clan means the world to us. Get online, NapaValleyOliveOil.com and order the different flavored oils, the garlic, the lemon, you name it, they have it. It's Napa Valley Olive Oil. We're proud to have them in all of our recipes at The Foul Life, The Foul Life TV on the Outdoor Channel and The Provider Life. Look for more recipes at TheProviderLife.com. Get yourself a provider cookbook. Napa Valley Olive Oil is all over it. Thank you to the Particelli family and thank you all for supporting the brands that support us. Uh, Ted, you represent the mystical flight of an arrow, endless backstraps, and you bleed red, white, and blue. Love you, Ted. Um, what's your take on our current leadership in America? Glad you brought that up. Joe Biden is the master toilet flusher of our culture. The entire Democrat Party are gangsters and criminals. You people work for me. Shut up. Our government is not just crazy, not just dishonest. They're immoral. The Foul Life's no-holds-barred conversation with outdoor Ambassador Ted Nugent is brought to you in part by Kershaw Knives, High Viz Sites, Realtree, Lear Toppers, and Mickey Thompson Tires. It's the conclusion of the Foul Life and Spirit of the Wild Campfire Exclusive with Chad Belding and Ted Nugent in 3, three 2, two one. So this is the Foul Life Podcast, and we're, we're on a hunting podcast. And uh, this next question to the great Ted Nugent has to do with um, the last couple of years, the Canadian border has been closed to unvaccinated Americans or anywhere we are from. Like myself, I did not go north of the border. I've been there every year from 2000 to 2019. I did not get to go in 2020, 21 and 22. But now the border's back open. But yesterday, the Wuhan Clinic comes back and says that there will now be another outbreak of the coronavirus. My brain goes off. I contact my friends in Canada. Do you think Trudeau is going to close the border before I leave to go up there in mid-October? My fingers are crossed that he doesn't. But what kind of pickle does that put people like myself and you in, Ted, that have want to go there? We're going up there to spend our hard-earned money on the Canadian provinces and these farming towns, hotels, food, cafes, fuel. We're going to support these outfitters that have to pay dues to the Canadian Outfitting Organization and Association that 51% of outfitters in Alberta did not renew their licenses from 2021 to 2022. And now I'm scared that if this does happen again, 
Will they prevent us from supporting our Canadian brothers and sisters and at the same time prevent us from going up there and having the right to follow the migration starting in Ontario and Manitoba and Saskatchewan and Alberta like we've done for so many years? I hope that question makes sense, but I get I get my hair standing up because now I'm scared that I might not get to go again if they prevent an unvaccinated American from crossing the border. The Canadian government and the United States of America government are liars. They're liars. They're untrustworthy. Who could possibly listen to Justin Trudeau, the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro? People can go ahead and look that up. His mother, uh, Margaret Trudeau, uh, spent a year with Fidel Castro on tour with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I mean, everybody knew that she was a doper and a cocaine addict, and she was living in Cuba with Fidel uh, nine months before Justin was born. I mean, look it up! Anyhow, uh, so one day they say, you have to wear a mask and you have to get this experimental shot because it's not a vaccine. It's not Ted Nugent, the guitar player, hasn't guessed that it's not a vaccine. By all medical considerations, by all medical history and standards, you can't call a shot a vaccine in four months. It doesn't qualify as a vaccine because it hasn't been researched. It hasn't been tested. So the experimental shot all of a sudden was mandatory to cross the border. And then out of nowhere, they go, oh, by the way, it's not mandatory anymore. You know, all that danger that it represented. Yeah, that danger is currently not happening. Chad, who could possibly believe these people? So my heart goes out. I got great Canadian friends, those outfitters and those ranchers and those farmers and those hunting buddies and trappers. I mean, the whole conservation ethic is alive and well in Canada and all across America, all around the world, quite honestly, where bureaucrats don't take over. But you can see clearly, anybody that doesn't have their head up their ass can see clearly that all these arbitrary regulations and decrees are about disarming and ending hunting, which is creating dependency. Nothing scares a power monster bureaucrat like Justin Trudeau and the Joe Biden whoopee cushion Goldberg fan club like independence and self-sufficiency. Everything by these horrible, tyrannical, soulless, corrupt criminal dictators in America and Canada is about Ending independence, self-sufficiency, rugged individualism. And if you can disarm and stop hunting, and that's what they're doing. You just stated the statistics. They're irrefutable. I'm, I'm aware of those statistics. All those guides and outfitters are not renewing, which means the life support revenues for those rural communities and the urban communities where your licenses and your, your supplies and your gas and your food and your lodging, your groceries, your beer, your ice, your pluckers, your <laughs> all the people you employ, they want it to end because it represents independence and self-sufficiency, which is what the spirit of the wild, that's what Shemaine and I celebrate. We're on pursuit Eight times a week now, the Pursuit Channel. We've been doing this for 33 years. I think we're about to do our 600th episode of Ted Nugent's Spirit of the Wild. That's what we don't just enjoy and celebrate hands-on conservation, self-sufficiency, rugged individualism, resource stewardship. We promote it. And part of promoting it is condemning those that are against it. All these regulations for, I mean, Chad, I'll blow everybody's mind, which I, turned into like a fine art 
why the three shell limit that was based on the Dust Bowl of 37? That's in 1937. If you can shoot 10 geese or five geese or six ducks or 15 doves, what the hell does a three shell limit have to do with that? There's no science to a three shell limit. The Dust Bowl is over. The three shell limit came from the Dust Bowl. A lot of people don't even know what the hell I'm talking about, which by the way, ignorance is the dream of tyrants and bureaucrats, because if you're ignorant, you will just blindly obey. Uh, here's my battle cry. You tell me to do something stupid, and I know what's smart, and I know what's stupid. You tell me to do something stupid, I might shove this flag up your ass. I don't obey immoral, stupid, anti-science, anti-freedom regulations. I just don't obey. For example, in Michigan, we are so overrun with sandhill cranes, the ribeye in the sky, that we finally force the DNR to let us shoot them. And I told you this before, and your listeners have to know how immoral they are. We can shoot sandhill cranes in Michigan, but the law forbids us to eat them. Everybody's going, wait a minute, you heard me right. The government is immoral. There's nothing more immoral than shooting a magnificent game bird and letting it rot in the field, forced by an immoral law. So I will not comply. I will. My name is Ted Nugent, everybody. I will shoot sandhill cranes and I will eat them. It's also in the state of Michigan, like I just returned from the state of New York, that a dove is considered a songbird, which I, it blew my mind that I watched. I was hunting with these fathers and their sons. And the first thought that went through my head is they don't even get to enjoy a dove hunt in early September in the state of New York or Michigan when me and my guy out here probably ate 90 of them in four days and they they were awesome that's immoral that's a lie the, the morning doves picture is on my remington shotgun shell boxes i asked the attorney general of michigan i said you know what until you show me a picture of a shotgun shell box with a picture of a cardinal on it i'm shooting doves and i'm eating them you're a liar <laughs> become somebody I dare any, we got a lot of, we have a great audience. Everybody loves Chad Belding. We love the podcast. We love that. Chad Belding, truth, logic, and common sense, conservation. We, the people, independence, freedom, life, liberty, pursuit of backstrap happiness. We love the podcast. So there's a lot of people listening right now. I dare, I dare anybody listening right now to challenge me that a government agent has the right to call a dove a songbird. Bring it on. I'm going to dance on your skull. <laughs> Do you, Ted Nugent, when you see stuff like, let's go back to what Newsom just did. In your 70 plus years on this earth living as a great American, what are the chances that that can get reversed and Californians don't get treated like heathens and criminals and sinners? What are the chances in your experience and paying attention to these bills being passed throughout your tenure on this earth? What could happen? I'm afraid, Chad, um, I don't have a very happy answer for that. If we have a culture, Destructo Derby, um, we're literally flushing our freedom culture down the toilet. And it's manifested in that there is a segment of our society 
that will stand up with a straight face and tell you that men get to destroy women's athletic records. And that in the state of Michigan, if I, got, I see a guy with a beard and a skirt, if I miss enough, you're not, some people don't believe what I say because my, I might be more tuned in than the people who don't believe what I say. In Michigan, by the way, it happened yesterday. <laughs> this is, Chad, I have such a fun life. So Shemaine goes into this, this women's uh, makeup store, this cosmetics and stuff that she loves. <laughs> She's so beautiful. She is. And she goes in. And there's a guy behind the counter dressed like a woman. I mean, it's a guy. <laughs> it's a. Shemaine's already a little bit uncomfortable, so she's going to challenge this guy at a woman's makeup counter um, to get the right stuff for her. And I, by the way, I hang out with gay guys all the time. I'm like the ultimate queer partner. I mean, <laughs> to a limit. Um, I've worked with gay guys all my life, writing songs with guys. Every every TV show, I got some gay guy that likes to fondle my hair and talk to me and they bump into my Glock and they get all excited and we, we hug and we tease each other. I get along great with these guys. I mean, Bill King was the photographer on the Free For All album and the Weekend Warrior album. He was a famous uh, fashion photographer. He was gay in a Southeast breeze and he just loved to rub up against me. <laughs> I would, I would, I would tease him, and we got along great. We did everything but kiss. I mean, I'd say you can fondle my hair, Bill, if I could fondle yours. And you go, you stop that. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. If you're offended by me, you have shit for brains. I mean, you literally got to be like mentally ill to be offended by Ted Nugent, which is been proven over the years. My point is, so she's with this this guy dressed up like a girl. I mean, he's got a, she got a, you know, a five hour shadow and he got earrings and a pierced nose or whatever. He got a dress on. And Shemaine's a loving person. And if you, if that's what you're doing, have a nice day, except that unfortunately it is the grooming into the drag queen evil of grooming children when the drag queen people say that they're harmless while they sing, I love it when you kiss me where I pee at the drag queen children's events. That's the danger of that. My point about my answer for you is that this guy, when she, when it saw Shemaine's uh, credit card, he, it went, are you Ted Nugent's wife? You tell Ted I love him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so my point is, is that my prognosis for fixing all these horror stories is not good, not because of the guy dressed up like a girl, not because of the evil curse of drag queens grooming children for man-boy love association. I hope people are aware of this. Many people are not, which is why we're in trouble, and which is why my answer is not good. Because worse than the drag queen evil, worse than the allowing of men, biological men. By the way, there's only, there's only one kind of man, a biological man destroying women's athletic records. There's a segment of our society run by our government that thinks it's all right for a man to destroy women's rights and women's athletic records. And you know why? Not because of those evil forces, but because of the apathy, the non-involvement in our own sport. And it goes right to the core of the hunting. When I do these interviews, I literally, over the years, I've done interviews with sporting organizations to go, I don't want to get into politics. I went, hang on. What do you mean you don't want to get into politics? What is more political 
then the freedom of private property rights and the king not owning the deer. Hunting, fishing, trapping, self-defense, those are the tip of the political spear. And our own industry will avoid those points. I mean, you got, I won't mention any names, though I should. You got prime influencers going back to the 50s and 60s that are still gun writers and publishers and, and editors for gun magazines and hunting magazines that will avoid politics as those on the left use politics to destroy our hunting and Second Amendment rights. The worst human being is some soulless piece of shit that says, hey, I'm not into politics. How can you be an American and not be into politics, which can be simply described as we the people experimenting in self-government and holding our elected employees accountable to their constitutional oath. That's politics. And the reason that we're in the final toilet flush of the American culture is because so many, even in the conservative conservation constitutional demographic of America, have avoided politics while they bend over and let the left ramrod it up our ass with infringements and three-shell limits and, and government shooters killing our bears and lions and government shooters killing and, and people being arrested for stopping an overpopulation of grizzly bear attack in Montana and Wyoming. I could give you thousands of examples why we're in the final toilet flush of America because conservatives weren't into politics. Shame on you. I agree 100%. When people say they're not into it, um, it's kind of like what you've talked about with Keith Mark and how hunters are not voting enough and that it is our, it is our duty, not just our right, it is our duty and there has to be an improvement because just like you stated with the California and the gun owners of America and California gun owners, you have to be involved. You have to understand what is going on. And we've turned our it's so easy for us to say, well, that can't happen to me. Bullshit. It's happening right before our eyes. What makes you any different than Rocky Merlo in the state of California trying to run his family business of farming and outfitting and hunting? ducks and geese and turkey and blacktail deer and mule deer what makes us any different than him he just was born in california and he's being affected every single second of the day that he they're trying to make it to where he cannot make a living you know and i'll give you an example that'll give us a hiccup of hope i want more than a hiccup of hope i want a monsoon of hope i want to i want to remember the alamo hope i remember the concord bridge hope and here's a hiccup of hope Finally, parents saw the indecency, the pornography in our school system for young children. And finally, parents showed up at these school board meetings and went, hang on a minute. This guy dressed up like a girl raped that gal in Virginia's bathroom. And you didn't charge him. You put him in another school and he raped another schoolgirl. And the father protests that this kid, this boy dressed up like a girl is raping girls in the girl's bathroom because they tolerate a boy pretending to be a girl in a dress. And the father who protested the indecency of a transgender rape, the cops arrested him. But you know what that indicated? He at least stood up. 
And at least he was ultimately exonerated. And parents, even in Dallas, Texas, showed up to these school board meetings and I'm going to read the pornography you're reading to my second grader. And the school board tried to stop and they went, no, wait a second. I'm not stopping. You people work for me. Shut up. I'm reading the pornography you're shoving down my children's throat and somebody out arrest, arrest this school board. So that was an indication that enough is enough. But I knew that a long time ago. I intervened in Rocco's education when they tried that crap in his school. I got the coach fired. A guy who won a, a class C football trophy was, he was untouchable because he was the coach for a winning team until I showed up and saw that he was hazing these poor young boys. And I got the prick fired because I'm not going to let anybody control how my child is guided and nurtured and, and educated. I'm in charge of that. And if you don't do it right, I'll get your ass fired. And I can show you these different state parks, Chad, where no hunting was allowed, where it looked like a moonscape and the deer were falling over and being slaughtered by cars at unprecedented numbers. I, I intervened Scott County Park in the uh, Quad Cities of Illinois, uh, uh, the Brown County Park, in southern Indiana, um, we've done this all across the country. Where finally we go, well, you can't, you can't ban hunting. The deer are going to have babies every year. What do you, what do you want to kill them with Buicks? And of course, that's what they want. They don't care. They're idiots. They're ignorant. They're power monsters. They're they're bureaucrats. So I've seen numerous indicators. The New Jersey bear hunt. Um, now the Colorado's trying to ban lion hunting. Well, the USDA hunters will take our tax dollars and kill more lions. I mean, who, who doesn't know this, Chad? So my point is, is that I can give you dozens of examples where people have finally stood up and reversed the tyrannical atrocity of bureaucratic power abuse. But it's not often enough because, again, I call it the big toilet flush. Joe Biden is the master toilet flusher of our culture. The entire Democrat Party are gangsters and criminals. They're trying to rationalize Hunter Biden's crime wave, Joe Biden's bribery and his, his extortion and, and his abuse of power. Meanwhile, everything they blame Donald Trump of, not only is Donald Trump innocent of, but those, those blaming him are guilty of the of those accusations and the documentation is irrefutable chat see this is what i do luckily i didn't start this uh dialogue with you till 11 a.m because i do the outdoor soul cleansing the first four hours of daylight and then i raise hell like this during the middle of the day <laughs> and hopefully inspire people and then i go climb a tree or, or go hunting the last three or four hours of daylight and here's the point shemaine has a real america's voice faith and freedom. Everybody look up realamericasvoice.com. Shemaine Nugent has a faith and freedom podcast. I have a Real America's Voice spirit campfire and I raise hell. I have fun. You know, we've had some fun. There's just so many atrocities that you would be guilty if you only had fun. You have to fight against the evil to maximize quality of life. So I salute you for tackling these issues because we could talk about, you know, bismuth. <laughs> we, we could talk about sh chokes. We could talk about duck blinds. We could talk about the glory of retrievers. And, and we did a little bit, but you're going to go duck hunting. I don't know if you're going to be able to get into Canada, but I'm glad you brought that up. The hunting community, the hunting population of America 
has got to put in twice the amount of time and effort fighting the tyrannical evil. It's not at our doorstep. It's in our living room. It's already in our house. If you don't spend twice the energy fighting the anti-hunting, anti-gun, anti-freedom people as you do enjoying this beloved lifestyle, then your kids ain't going to have it. Your grandkids are not going to have it if you're not willing to fight. If you're not fighting against anti-hunting regulations, anti-hunting regulations, and there's so many, Chad, the CWD scam, the Texas Parks and Wildlife are liars. They have committed immoral acts by slaughtering and burying thousands of perfectly healthy deer based on the Dr. Fauci chronic wasting disease lie. It's a lie. Chronic wasting disease has never hurt a deer herd. It has never hurt a human being. It's the Texas Parks and Wildlife that are destroying family businesses and destroying deer herds. And by the way, Texas Parks and Wildlife claim that we don't own the deer, that they belong to the public. How can the public not be angry that the Texas Parks and Wildlife are slaughtering thousands of healthy deer and wasting that precious venison? So there's many examples, but I, I salute you for tackling these issues because the more you fight against the freedom destroyers, the more fun you will have in the duck blind. And I think that's the reward God has blessed us with if we're willing to fight. So the more you fight against the antis, the more fun you'll have in the great outdoors. I, I absolutely believe that. Which blows my mind that you don't see more Ted Nugent. <clears throat> not many people are have achieved your level of celebrity, which you have not built your career on. You build your career being a man of the people. I totally understand that. But I would think that more businesses and more companies and more brands that believe in this and make their revenue off of guys like you and myself and other people that we know would be more boisterous. There's got to be something that could make the 615,000, 615,000 Deer hunters on opening day gun in Wisconsin. That is a big number of people, of Americans that could have a voice in this if we all studied it and understood what is really happening. That someday those road signs that say, welcome to deer camp, be safe getting to deer camp. We salute the orange army. Welcome to our bar deer hunters. Welcome to our restaurant. Welcome to Wisconsin. Welcome to Michigan. Welcome to Pennsylvania. Some of the biggest populations of hunters in the country, but none of them are having using their voice to make sure that they're not going to put up with this stuff. And that could be in two generations from now, even one generation from now, that even more rights are taken away, Ted Nugent. I have never seen more dead bears on California highways than I have in the last two years. I saw three on Interstate 80 the last 15 days. I've seen them all over the Sierra Mountain Range. You can't run bears with hounds anymore. They're being overpopulated, and they're living a terrible life by being executed by a moving vehicle going 75 miles an hour instead of a bullet or a flight of an arrow or an ethical death that is going to serve a bear roast in a crock pot on an American's table. It blows my mind that common sense cannot stand up to this stuff. And when we did, we get shut down because it just starts steamrolling and steamrolling. And one cut gets a Band-Aid and then a thousand cuts gets another band. And it just keeps growing until they cut off an arm and then cut off a leg. And then it almost becomes impossible to fight back. And that's what the whole gist of our conversation is, is that 
How do we stop that? The bears are the ones suffering. They're dying of disease. They're getting hit by cars. It's common sense that mountain lions should be able to be hunted in the state of California and they're being buried in holes by the government and taxidermists and gas stations and hotels and outfitters are out of that revenue. And they're mountain lions, but the first one to complain or bitch about a mountain lion is when their dog gets killed or their son gets attacked on a jogging trail because they voted to make sure that we could not hunt out mountain lions to the point to where I live next to the state and when I kill one in Nevada, I cannot even drive through California with my dead cougar in the back of my truck to get it back home in Reno, Nevada. It's that distinctive a law. It's crazy to me and it just keeps happening. And now here we are in 2023. This gun bill 28 was just passed on ammunition tax of 11%, not 1%, 11%. This is going to make it with the background check and this expensive of ammunition almost impossible for a 18-year-old man or a 21-year-old girl or a 45-year-old blue-collar American to go out and buy 30-06 ammo to go on a deer hunt. It's too expensive and that's exactly what they're doing it for. For us to sit there and comply and go, well, I can't afford to do it anymore. I can't afford to do it. And here we are now having another conversation to where I wish more people could have a voice. And there are great voices out there, but it just seems like we could be doing more. I truly feel that in my heart. Well, Chad, number one, a big salute to you, because that rant is exactly what the founding fathers would expect from all Americans. We've been late in the ranting. That rant was right on the money. And I'm going to simplify it by starting... We're going to put it on the screen, I hope, HunterNation.org. If people would just join us at HunterNation.org, we're about getting conservatives, which are the ultimate conservationists, constitutionalists, God, family, country, law and order, private property rights, self-defense, the First Amendment, which is almost gone. HunterNation.org was founded strictly to galvanize conservatives to vote. We can't even tell you who to vote for, but everybody knows who to vote for but what you're identifying is the not just the dishonesty. The you said they're crazy. These game departments, these bureaucrats, our government is not just crazy, not just dishonest. They're immoral. They're literally ending. They know the only way to manage black bears and lions is with hounds and bait. They know that's the only way to keep from wasting billions of tax dollars compensating farmers and ranchers for livestock deprivation and agriculture deprivation by the bears. New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, California, everywhere. These tyrannical anti-freedom, not just anti-hunting, they're anti-freedom. They're not just anti-hunting and anti-freedom. They're anti-nature because as they ban bear baiting and hound hunting, tax dollars paid USDA hunters to kill those bears with our tax dollars using hounds and bait. Colorado, you can't use hounds and bait. The USDA hunters use our tax dollars to use hounds and bait to kill we the people's wildlife resources. This is a King George atrocity. You can't kill King George's deer. I can't kill King George's lions and bears. And these precious, delicious bears, the beautiful hides and the rugs and the skulls and the claws and the these beautiful mountain lions, these beautiful skins and teeth and claws, these beautiful mounts, these artistic taxidermy pieces of artwork. No, no. They're buried, the whole thing, the meat, 
the hide, the whole animal, is buried in a hole in the ground, and our tax dollars pay the guy with the front loader. I've seen it. And meanwhile, people, well, we're saving bears. How immoral. You know what these people, they're, they're not just crazy. They are crazy. They have no soul. Bureaucrats have no soul. Maybe you can introduce me to one that does, because I'm not aware of any bureaucrat that has a soul or a conscience. They're not just crazy. I mean, literally mentally ill to ban lion hunting and bear hunting, knowing that tax dollars will have to compensate all the ranchers and farmers and the alpaca ranchetters and the people with llamas. We have to compensate all that destruction by the guaranteed overpopulation of lions and bears. And then we pay a USDA hunter. We pay his salary. We pay for his ammo. We pay for his gas. We pay for his dog food. We pay for him to kill those lions and bears. Then we pay for a guy with our tax dollars with a front loader to bury that precious venison, those beautiful hides. This great renewable resource is just pissed on by bureaucrats with no soul, no conscience. And Chad, I got to tell you, I've been called a radical and extremist because I'll bet you you could find an interview of mine in 1965 where I said the same thing, even though I, they, we hadn't devolved into the atrocity of USDA hunters slaughtering all our, I mean, they've always killed wolves. They've always killed, you know, problem bears, which by the way, if you had a proper season with hounds and bait, you wouldn't have any problem bears. They would be in the asset column instead of the liability column. Chad. Well, I know. It's, it's my brain hurts. I'm literally saying, no, you have to pull your pants down before you relieve yourself. And then you have to wipe yourself afterwards before you pull your, I'm literally saying one and one is equal two. And some bureaucrat will, will literally argue with me. So here's to the California game wardens. Here's to the uh, Michigan game wardens and the Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and the Minnesota game. Here's to all you game wardens out there. I dare you to come on Chad Belding's podcast. I dare you to challenge anything I've said yet because you know I'm right. I am a, a humble servant of God's miracle nature. I know what carrying capacity is. I know what population dynamics are. I know what winter severity index is. I know what the winter die off is. There should never be wildlife in the liability column, which you will find in all 50 states, in every Canadian province, British Columbia banned grizzly bear hunting. They're still killing them. But after they destroy livestock and imbalance the wildlife herds, so you don't have as many elk and moose and, and, and sheep and goats, because the grizzlies are, are killing them, the overpopulated grizzlies, and the grizzlies don't buy licenses or guides or outfitters or supplies or, or bag limits or seasons. The grizzlies just like to kill stuff, which I really admire. But they have to. Wyoming and, and Montana have had an overpopulation, not, a, not an endangered species. Wyoming and Montana have had an overpopulation of grizzly bears for at least 30 years. The thoroughfare all along those Yellowstone borders there's an overpopulation of grizzly bears. I hope people are paying attention to all the attacks lately, all the grizzly bear charges, all the people being mauled by bears where you're not allowed to responsibly harvest an adequate number to keep them in check so we have a balanced wildlife. All I want, Chad, is a balanced wildlife, and we 
all know exactly how to do that, and the bureaucrats won't let us. So everybody, I'm going to end up by telling you this. I don't want to end the, the conversation, but I want to end this statement. HunterNation.org. Please go there. And if you don't vote, please register to vote your family values. God, family, country, law and order, private property rights, the Second Amendment. Keeping bare doesn't mean in a, in a safe in Michigan, your long gun has to be in a case inaccessible to the occupants of the vehicle. That's an infringement. It's, if you wanted idea, well, what would be an infringement? Oh, let's see. Well, you can't keep them bare. You got to have it in a case inaccessible to the occupants. That would be an infringement. The law is illegal. The people who enforce the law are the criminals. I'm keeping and bearing. You're infringing. Chad, I need your address. I'm gonna. Did I send you the Ted Nugent citation booklet yet? No. I have a Ted Nugent We the People citation booklet. And if somebody violates their oath or common law, and we all know what common law is, maybe bureaucrats don't. Maybe when you become a bureaucrat, you have to check your soul in at the door. You're not allowed to have a soul anymore or a conscience or, or common sense or truth or logic. But I have a Ted Nugent We the People citation book. And if anybody harasses me and violates common law and natural law, I'm writing them up. And wait till you see this book. I have a no trespassing sign that has held up in the Michigan courts that no agent of the government, that includes game wardens, the game wardens have been allowed to violate their Fourth Amendment forever. Only South Dakota, under the great Governor Christy Nome, has eliminated the standard operating procedure of game wardens violating their Fourth Amendment oath and they think they can come on your property anytime and check your license and check your freezer and check out anything that, hey, you can't come on my property without a search warrant. Let me repeat that. My name is Ted Nugent. You can't come on my property without a search warrant and it better be a legal one, not the dossier of Hillary Clinton. I can't think of the name right now, but it's got to be a legal search warrant. You have to identify exactly what you're searching for, item per item, and the probable cause that allows you to get a search warrant, because I will write your ass up and I will defend my freedom and my private property rights. Don't tread on me. Chad, there are people watching you right now, watching you out there, watch me say that, and they go, hey, Nugent's an ass. What, who does he think he is? I don't think I'm anybody. I know for a fact that I am we, the people, and God has bestowed upon me certain inalienable rights that the Founding Fathers wrote down, and I don't really have to read them to you, do I? So quit bending over and quit obeying immoral laws. Let me, let me repeat. I signed another thousand of these this morning. And yeah, I'm going to try to sell stuff here because they banned me on Facebook and the social media bans me everywhere I go because they hate me like they hate Donald Trump. You can get these autographed flags at tednugent.com. And people who buy these flags are starting to wake up and go, yeah, maybe it's not just a flag or a statement. Maybe I should actually get involved. Maybe I should participate in this sacred experiment in self-government. Yeah, maybe. So tednugent.com is where we've got all this stuff and it keeps up with all my activities. But hunternation.org, I hope you put it on the screen, Chad, because if you're not registered to vote your traditional values, 
Nancy Pelosi considers you an ally. That's really what it boils down to, Chad. If you're not fighting for freedom, Joe Biden thinks you're his buddy. And quite honestly, you are. I would do anything to be friends with Nancy Pelosi. Again, that's said with a smirk on my face. Al, I I can't imagine that we don't get more involved. We have to get more involved and go to TedNugent.com and get a don't tread on me hat. Uh, I will not comply. He autographs them all. It's the great Ted Nugent. It's not that he has performed... This is my pride flag, the Ted Nugent pride flag out with the American flag and all 50 stars and stripes on it. It's not that he is arrogant. It's not that he is a rock god. It's not that he just thinks he has a platform. He's played with Billy Gibbons and Jimi Hendrix and Slash. He's played with the Sticks. He's played with REO Speedwagon. He's played with all the greats. He's built a career that he doesn't have to be doing this shit. He doesn't have to be standing up for what we believe in, what our next generations are going to need. We need we need another voice like Ted Nugent to follow him up. Will it happen? I sure hope so. I know my friend Michael Waddell is getting a little more heated in some of his rants lately but the point is is that ted doesn't need to be doing this go on and support him on tednugent.com because he does get shadow banned i can't tell you how many times i've tagged ted nugent on my uh foul life social media and been told a warning of not to do it and that is an and that is a quote unquote what ted nugent would call an infringement of my rights it's crazy to know that you can go on there and listen to the lyrics in some of these top 40 radio hits that are coming out on the radio that our kids are seeing and being shoved down their throat The stuff that has happened to my own flesh and blood the last seven days in public schools makes me irate. And it never happened when I was in school. And Ted goes back before I did. I guarantee it didn't happen when he was in school. And if we don't get involved, it's crazy to me. So when Ted Nugent goes on these rants and when he says this stuff, it's not that he just has a platform. He's been saying this shit since he made a dollar. In rock and roll music. Th- keep that in mind. In 1965, I've seen old interviews. Long hair, mustache, strangleholds number one on the radio. Way back before I was born, he was talking like this. And now here he is in his 70s, more lively than ever doing the same shit. So yes, go on and put one of these flags up in your man cave, in your duck uh, lodge, in your turkey camp, in your fishing camp. This is what we need. It's not a joke. It's not something that can be taken for granted. And I remember seeing Ted speak in Las Vegas at the SHOT Show at a Sportsman's Channel dinner in probably 2010 or 11, 12, somewhere in there. And I just sat there going, man, I hope I get to meet that guy someday. And now I call him a friend. I've sat in his house. I've sat in his man cave. I've done podcasts live with him. I've seen him play the guitar live in concert, side stage, in sitting five feet from him. He's the real deal. So when he says, hey, go on and get it. Go on and get it because all it does is help future generations. And we, I'm, I can't say this enough. We need it. And I see it more and more because when I know what Rocky's going through right now, the morning after this bill was signed in, it's disgusting. It's dis- and it's coming your way, Kansas. It's coming your way, Illinois, who's just as bad as California when it comes to this stuff. It's coming their way, Ted Nugent. They cannot deny that. They are trying to take us out, period. Well, Chad, once again, a big salute to you because, yeah, again, it's such a magic time of year. I could get emotional just telling you about the sensations I get with my dogs. In fact, here, let me take this. Here's Happy. Hi, Happy. Is he happy? There's Happy right there. Chilling out. 
He's laying down. Yeah, he's chilling out next to 840 horsepower. Um, <laughs> the point is, is that what you're doing is it's dangerous. Um, you're going to be identified as a truth, logic, and common sense, we the people supporter and firebrand. And so thank you for dedicating this podcast because this is a magic, magic, critically important time of year in our conservation drive. I mean, we're driven. We're, we're, we're called upon to do these things. It's not a, it is sport because it's a challenge and it is recreation because it really does recreate our soul. It recreates our spirit. And every animal is a trophy and every animal is meat, including the bears and the lions. Um, I can't believe that people go, why would you kill a zebra? It's a striped deer. It's, it's, it's a venison with stripes, you goofball. There's a lot of inbreeding and cannibalism in our own sport. Let me say that again, because a lot of people go, what does that mean? There's a lot of inbreeding and cannibalism in our own sport. Eh, Nugent's a loud mouth. He's got a big mouth. Yeah, I do have a big mouth. I think the founding fathers wanted everybody to be just like me. Raise hell, question authority, demand constitutional accountability. That's what my big mouth does. And I will not only back it down, but I'm turning up the heat. And a salute to you, Chad, because you're turning up the heat. You could just talk about the foul life. It's a great team. You map. You're, do you edit your own show? Because the editor, whoever the editor is, is awesome. Is that you? Uh, no, I can never take credit. I do a lot of the field production and I have the vision for the storylines, but my brother Clay, Tom Rashashin, Jack Orlandi, uh, Luke Williams, we have a body of editors. Did you like that 9-11 episode? The, every episode. You know, that one was very stirring, very, very emotional. I was proud to be a part of it, and I'm proud when you use my songs. You can use my songs anytime you can get away with it. But you have a great TV show. We could have spent the whole time. We've been on here for an hour already or something like that. We could have just talked about the joys of the outdoor lifestyle and how exciting it's going to be. And the, the deer herd in Michigan, the turkeys here in Michigan, I get, I'm waiting for my damn doe permits. The DNR goes, we got to kill more does. Will you please kill more does? Everybody, you got to kill more does. We're not killing enough does. They're slaughtering the agriculture. They're being slaughtered on the highway. Would you please kill more does? Then send me my damn tags. Yeah, send them. You know, you want me to kill them? Cut me loose. Give me my damn tags, you dirt bags. Anyhow, you can hear you can hear the passion because I know science. I know wildlife. I live it every day. I wear out more boots than any bureaucrat that has ever been on any game department. So, Chad, a salute to you and everybody. I hope everybody goes to hunternation.org. But you're right. I've been banned from social media because I stand up for self-defense. Truth, logic, and common sense. And that's what Shemaine and I produce on our Ted Nugent Spirit of the Watch show. 33, almost 34 years. I think Dave Watson, our, our co-producer, editor, said like Spirit of the Wild number 600 or something this year. We've been doing it since 1989 before there was any of these outdoor networks. So, Chad, a salute to you. I hope you have a great season. But everybody, I swear to God, you will have more gratification, satisfaction, joy, fulfillment in your outdoor adventures i don't care fishing trapping hunting birds ducks squirrels deer turkey elk moose caribou bear lion every minute beyond the pavement fulfilling our duty to god's balance will be more intense based on how much you fight for those freedoms in between hunts i swear to god in california if you're not a member of Gun Owners of California, then Newsom 
considers you an ally. Chad, it's that simple. If you're not voting for constitutional freedom, Gavin Newsom laughs in your face. If you're not a member of the NRA, and I'm, I'm not kidding, all three, Gun Owners of America, Gun Owners of California, and the NRA, if you're not a member of all three of those organizations, because they fight, I know these guys, I'm one of them. We fight relentlessly to stop these tyrants from disarming us. That's what their goal is. So, Chad, keep raising hell, but here's the bottom line I'll say to you. I'm in my man cave cuckoo's nest. I'm surrounded by millions of rounds of ammo. <laughs> I got more Remington ammo than Remington has. I've got thousands of my gold tip arrows. Shemaine's bow is over there. She's shooting 30 pounds. Hey, everybody, she kills everything with 30 pounds. Quit doing the weightlifting animal scaring moves with your 70-pound bow. I shoot 45 pounds. I've killed 13 whitetails already this season. My gold tip 400 grain arrow with a schwacker or a Steel Force 2 blade is doing about, I don't know, about 195 feet a second. But all my deer are dead and they've got a smile right on their pump station because archery and bow hunting, like shotgunning, is about grace and stealth. I call it a ballet. And I will finish the... Chad Belding, Foul Life, Spirit of the Wild podcast by telling you that if you're not a bow hunter, I mean, ducks are awesome. You know, long range sniper rifle hunting is awesome. Handgun hunting is awesome. Small game hunting, it's all perfect. But nothing will take you away from the ugliness in the world like the martial arts of becoming one with your graceful, individual, mystical flight of the arrow. Archery has been my soul cleansing remedy for 74 of my 75 years, I promise. I think I got the grand slam of stuffed animals with suction cup arrows in the living room by the time I was one. My point being is that, Chad, I hope you have a wonderful season. You earned it by being a hellraiser. But any hunter that is not a hellraiser is a bend over rover blindly obedient sheep. I know that'll piss some people off. If you're not a hellraiser, if your elected employees don't know your name, Joe Biden laughs in your face because you're bending over and obeying immorality because every state is infested with anti-hunters in the game departments and immoral regulations that have not only nothing to do with wildlife science, but it's anti-wildlife science. So I'm going to have the best season of my life because I earn it by raising hell every day. And I'm proud to share this building campfire with you. So Chad, you are my blood brother and everybody out there. The most important exchange we've had, I think, is when you ask me, can we reverse this? Can it be fixed? Yes. If we all rise up, be members of our state firearms associations, the Gun Owners of America, NRA, at least once a week, call your mayor, your chief of police, your sheriff, your state trooper commander, and let them know, hey, my family believes in self-defense, and I see there's a lot of engineered recidivism. You are The court system keeps letting out rapists and carjackers and murderers and assaulters and ball bat smashers, and I just want my chief of police and my state trooper and my mayor and my sheriff to know that my name is Ted Nugent. I don't have to tell them because they all know what I stand for. They've all heard from me. 
And my senator, my congressman, and my governor, even though my governor in Michigan, I'm a Texas resident, so Greg Abbott, by the way, Greg Abbott's not a good governor. Tens of millions of invaders, military-age men from Somalia, Syria, Sudan, Nigeria, the Congo, Venezuela, Mexico, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan. Tens of millions of military-age men have invaded Texas under Republican Governor Greg Abbott, Chad. So the, the Border Patrol is driving their boats back and forth, watching military-age men from Africa invade. The Border Patrol is stepping on cantina wire, welcoming invaders on film, Chad. I mean, we could go off on a whole nother tangent here, but again, I, I think we need to wrap this up. Thank you for sharing your campfire with me. Thank you for being a hell raiser because I don't believe that anybody who doesn't raise hell deserves to go hunting. If you don't fight for your rights, I don't think you deserve to go hunting. And it's so easy to fight for your rights. HunterNation.org is a great place to join because we're all about voting. We all love the Turkey Federation, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, Rocky Mountain Elk. We love Pheasant Forever. We love the Rough Grouse Society. We love Quail Unlimited. We love them all. But it's going to be determined by voting. And HunterNation.org, I am convinced it's the most important movement in the history of hunting, because if we don't vote as a conservative army, none of those wildlife charities will matter because the USDA will kill them and we'll have to pay them. I mean, it's already it's already happened in California. It's already happened in Michigan. The wolves aren't an asset. They're a liability. Guys are shooting wolves left and right, shooting them in the belly with a 17 because there's no season. They're not an asset. They're a liability because they devastated the Upper Peninsula deer herd. See, I could, I could go on for 100 days and never run out of examples. <laughs> so all I can say is, Chad, I love you. I love the great I love spirit. you too, Chad. I love your TV show. You tell your team I salute them. Shemaine and I love you all. We hope everybody has a safe, safe hunting season, and uh, we get involved. HunterNation.org is how to do that. It's time to quit taking it for granted and stand up like the great Ted Nugent just said. Be a hunter and a hell-raising hunter. You have to do it. Let your assemblymen, your congressmen, your senators know your name. They have to know who you are in your area. Stand up for conservation. Compassion for the animals we pursue. Respect for the resource. But get involved politically. It is what's trying to shut down hunting right now. Thank you, Ted Nugent. You are the freaking man, as always. Well, God bless you, man. May the backstrap God be forever at your side and just have the greatest hunting season of your life. And by the way, all those guys that you hunt with and you celebrate on your TV show, you tell each and every one of them, Uncle Ted loves them, and I hope they just are overwhelmed with pure venison this season and a lot of spiritual time in the great outdoors. I can't wait. Happy hunting to you, Ted. Thank you for being on the Foul Life Podcast. You bet, man. God bless. Godspeed. Live it up. Aim small. Miss small. Raise hell. God bless, Ted Nugent. The Fowler Life. How many birds in this area moved out? Can't kill them on the couch. How many new birds took their place? The Benellis were barking, don't get me wrong. You're listening to The Fowler Life. Shed Building! Live it.
Hey, we're back in Nashville. Oh man, I wish. (laughs) I wish I was at the Nashville Palace right now in the big room or the little room up front. I just wish I was walking down the hallways to the restroom and looking at all the pictures. Randy Travis got his start here. He was a busboy at the Nashville Palace. John C. Hobbs started the Palace many decades ago. And look where it is today. The strongest positioning in Music Valley. It's right there in the heart of Music Valley. And so many country music stars have graced their stage and continue to grace their stage. From the Daryl Singletary benefit to the Keith Whitley benefit. I saw Lori Morgan on stage this year with Daryl Worley. Saw Hannah Dasher up there. I've seen John Party up there and Leith Lawton and Drake White. Adam Hood and Brent Cobb. Hayes Carl. I've seen so many unbelievable singer-songwriters in the Nashville Palace. Not to mention their food, their menu, their generosity, giving back to the outdoors, conservation, their dedication to excellence, and giving back to Music City USA. We couldn't be more honored to be partnered with the Nashville Palace. So next time you're in Music City USA, Nashville, Tennessee, make sure you stop in and visit the Nashville Palace. If you're tired of settling for second-rate gear that doesn't perform when it counts, look no further than Bandit, the ultimate choice for hunters and outdoor enthusiasts. From top-of-the-line hunting jackets to ultra-comfortable, meticulously crafted waders, Bandit has everything you need to take your outdoor game to the next level. Their gear and innovations are anything but average, designed to give you the edge you need to succeed. But it's not just their gear that makes Bandit stand out. Bandit accessories like their backpacks, blind bags, gun cases, and more are built to withstand anything the outdoors can throw at you. Head to Bandit.com and experience the difference for yourself. Choose Bandit and dominate the outdoors like never before. The Fowl Life. Wow, that was uh, unbelievable. The man is just smart. You can't deny that. He is so intelligent and I get fired up and I hope that we understand the message in that and that we can continue to fight because it's it truly is happening and i'm i woke up very upset today because of this bill being passed and what it does to my brothers and sisters in california and it's not going to stop there for newsom to have that smile on his face when he looked up over his shoulder signing that bill into office into law it's not right you can say it's not fair but hey we got to get involved we have to battle and we have an internal battle right now as hunters fishermen conservationists they're trying to take our rights our gun rights our second amendment rights constitutional rights away from us and that is why i love the great ted nugent and i'm honored to have him as a guest consistently here on the foul life podcast and he's been on this life ain't for everybody a bunch as well um, we need guys like Ted Nugent, obviously. Hope you enjoyed that. It's the Foul Life Podcast. Let's get fired up for the season. Just got back from New York, Basswood Lodge. Thank you, Nick McNamara, the entire crew up there. They took great care of us, rolled out the red carpet. We had a freaking blast in New York. And that is amazing because in New York City, we could talk about that city forever when it comes to gun rights and what's going on with ammunition and guns and hunting in the state of New York. And we're seven hours north of there up in the St. Lawrence River Valley. And it was pure America. God, it was beautiful. I did not want to leave. I shed some tears when I had to get on that plane yesterday. Got back west late last night and up early with the great Ted Nugent. You can't stop working. Get up early. Go to work. Have an internal clock that never stops. Be an ethical hunter. Be a great father, mother, spouse. What can I say? I freaking love this life. I love the foul life. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. We'll be back at you with another episode right here at the foul life podcast.